All right. Gittabach, uh, everybody. Today's daf is daf nun dalid. Page 54 in the Heilige Meseches Nazir. And we are going to pick up on daf nun dalid. We'll, um, you know what? Let us back up a little bit. We'll pick up from Hai Avram and Ames Hechidami. Let's go back up quite a while. We, we did get to Daf Nundal, it's a short Daf. But let's back up to Hai Avram and Ames Hechidami. It's about 10, 11 lines from the bottom of Nun Gimel Amad Beis. The last word on the line is Hai. And while we look for the place, I'll give a quick uh, recap of where we're holding. So there's a Machlaikas between Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish, just uh, about halfway down on Amad Beis where our Mishnah had said that if you have Eber min uh, Hames and Eber min Achai, if they have enough flesh attached that uh, to the limb, that it's able to grow back. So whether the limb came from a dead person or a live person, it's going to give off Tumah. Now the Gemara asked the Shaila, what happens? What will be the Allah Chataka if there's not enough flesh on the limb? So that led to a Machoikastin Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan said he will not be Tamei at all. If there's not enough flesh on the limb, of a dead guy to be able to regenerate, then if the Nazir touches it, he's not Tummy. He does not enter Tumma protocol. But Rish Lakish holds that he will become Tummy if he touches it or carries it. That was the Machlaikas again between Rish and Rish Lakish about a situation where there's not enough flesh to regenerate itself. And that's what leads us to our Shaila here. Again, we're about 10, 11 lines from the bottom of Nungimal Amad Bays. The Gemara is going to say, what case are they arguing? What exactly is this limb that doesn't have enough flesh? What are the circumstances? What's the story? What is this case that our Mishnah is referring to? Oh, I'm sorry, that our Shaila is about where there's not enough flesh on the limb. And there's a Machlaikas. Again, Rabbi Yechidon says, you're fine. There's Tar. Rishlaka says, Tomei, what's the case? If there's enough of a bone within this limb to have the size of a barley, well, Rabbi Yechanan said, you're totally tahar. How does that make sense? My time of Rabbi I mean, the limb itself should give off tumah. Just because there's not enough flesh on the limb that's uh, there, enough flesh to regenerate, makes it tahar? A regular bone that's the size of a barley, it gives off tumah, so what? I don't understand that. We eat the lesbe, yatsim kisaira, and if there's taka within that limb, not the bone the size of a barley seed, my time of Rabbi why in the world will Rabbi say, you're going to be tummy? We know you're only tummy if it's the size of a barley. So says, give me, give me a case. Like, what, what's the source? What's the story? What's the story of the Machlekes? Here we go. Amar Lach Rishlakish. Rishlakish is going to explain as follows. La'ilam delespei etzem kisairi. Rishlakish who said, we're machmir on this limb and he's, the Nazar will become tummy for touching and carrying. He says, it has the size of a barley seed. The bone is at least the size of a barley seed. But not a barley seed, a piece of barley. Va'afilu hachi rachman and even though it's the size of barley, I still need the pasuk to tell me your tummy. It's still a chiddush. Now this is strange because every time a bone is the size of a sa'ira, a barley, your tummy. So why do I need to mention it over here? The Tanakh is going to the Brisa. Reish Lakish explains the This is talking about a dead corpse that's out in the open field. If you touch a dead corpse that's out in the open field, so which types of tumma are we handling here? If it's an open field. You can become tummy either through touching, or you can become tummy through carrying. Can you become tummy through ohel, through being under the same roof? No, because it's out in the field. Okay. Now, if you touch it, 
this corpse out in the field, or you carry it, you'll become tummy for seven days. Fine. Al Pnei it's out in the open. This is talking about a person who creates an ohel on top of the mace. Fine. Meaning, you'll make a tefach of space on top of the corpse to create your own ohel. Bachalal, with a hollow opening, with a hollow space. This is talking about Avram and Achai. If you have a... Uh, somebody who was out in battle and a limb was cut off from it and now there's enough flesh on it that it would have been capable to regrow. Cherev is also included. Cherev, the word Cherev teaches us that the sword is like the cholol, is like the body itself. Meaning, the same way you touch the body, you'll become tummy for seven days. Even if you touch the sword that's stuck into the body, Right, that killed this guy out in the open field. You're also going to be tummy for seven days. This is talking about any limb that's cut off from a mace. So you have the guy's killed, the arm is chopped off, and there's enough um, uh, flesh on top of the bone that if the guy would have been alive, it could have regenerated. Or the bones of a person is referring to a raiva, a, a quarter of a kav of bones, which you know gives off not only tumma with maga and masa, but also gives off tumas ayel. Or it's in a grave, this is referring to a kever sosum. A kever sosum is a completely enclosed uh, coffin done in a way where the tumah cannot continue spreading beyond the grave itself. Okay? Now, if it's a type of grave where there's less than an ohel around it, then we're going to say the coffin itself becomes like the dead guy. And if you go near the coffin, you, you touch the coffin, so you're, gonna, you're going to become tummy as if you're touching the, the thing itself. All right? Now, that, uh, that'll depend on whether or not there's a tafach of space between the mace and the coffin itself. Okay, now let's explain this. Again, this is how Reish Lakish is going to stand up for himself and teach us the Chidush. And we now turn to today's daf, daf non dalid. The Amar Mar and the Tana taught us, Tumah by Kaas, by Kaas, Redes. The Tumah of Tomei Mace by Kaas can go through any uh, uh, can go through any by um, uh, go through any uh, it, it breaks through an opening. So, for example, if I have a dead body inside of a coffin, just be, just be, just because the coffin is completely closed doesn't mean that the tumma cannot extend past the coffin. No, the tumma could extend past the coffin, and also the ayla it goes up all the way up to shemayim by kasviyaredes. It goes up. And it'll come down, okay? So in other words, if you have a mace inside of a grave and you don't have enough, you don't have enough space, you don't have a tefach between the body and the, and the rest of the grave, so now the tumma is going to keep going above and uh, above it and possibly even, uh, even below it. So if I walk on top of the grave, I will become tummy. However, if there is a tefach, in between the body and the and the top of the grave, so then 
the, what's going to happen is a person will become tame um, even by passing over parts of the grave that the mace was not even in. Okay, so what you see from over here, what, what, are, we, uh, what are we walking away with? We have a, a few different situations where you have a corpse, that corpse is going to be buried, and the tumma is going to continue to extend. The ilugabe nagia. Now, when it comes to touching a, a corpse, Amar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Tani, we learned in Ebrisa, if you touched the etzem, the bone, or the chalol, you touched the sword that killed the guy, it's the bone the size of a barley, this is referring to the limb itself without enough flesh, or a mace, what does that mean? This is referring to a limb that has been cut off from the mace. Continuing on, now keep in mind what the Avaita here is. We're trying to explain Reish Lakish. This is why we're bringing this all down. <clears throat> because we're trying to explain why Reish Lakish is going to say that this case of Aver Minha Mace is, uh, needs to have, is going to, I'm sorry, is going to give off Tuma, even if it's the size of a Saira. I knew that anyway. So Reish Lakish is going to be teaching us his Ad Chiddush. So I be Kever, um, Reish Lakish is a Kever Shalifnei Ha Dibur. This is referring to a kever lefnei hadibor before the Torah was given at Har Sinai. Meaning, if you have a mace from a uh, a child who came from the children of Avram Avinu, and the Torah has not yet been given, the tuma that comes from that mace is going to apply to that person as well. Fine. Now, hi Avram and a mace hechidami. What type of limb are we talking about? So going, now we're going to come full throttle, full, full circle over here. If the limb has the size of a saira, that's like your mom is touching the bone and you're going to become tummy. There's no question about it. It's got to be where you don't have the size of a barley. And still, the Torah mentions it. So, says like this. The fact that the Torah gives me an additional word teaching me there's another case of a cut-off limb where there's Toma, is going to tell me that even if there isn't enough flesh that's able to regenerate, even such a limb will give off Toma. Fine. Bottom line is, we challenge Reish Lakesh. Reish Lakesh, according to you, you're saying, if I have a limb of a, of a dead guy, and there's not enough flesh to regenerate, it's Tome. Of course it's Tome. It's right in the size of a Saira. To which Reish Lakesh says, no, I need a separate Pasuk to teach me in a case where... There's not, an, uh, there's not enough flesh to regenerate that even there there's going to be tum. To which Rabbi Yechonon will respond and no one's going to end up being proven correct. We're going to end up with the Machlekes, but we just want to know Rabbi Yechonon who held that by Avram and Ames without enough meat to regenerate your tahar, how is he going to respond to Reish Lakish's Pesukim? Really we're dealing with a limb that has the size of a saira, and if I don't need a Pasuk, uh, uh, to teach me about lemagoi, uh, to teach me about uh, touching it, because I know your tummy if you touch a limb the size of a barley, teneyu leinian masai. Very simple. Says Rebbeichanan, it's coming to teach me not only tummy for touching a, a, a bone that's the size of a barley, but I'm even going to be tummy if I carry it. Fine. So Rebbeichanan is going to learn the tupsukim, teach me maga and masa, and Reish Lakish is going to be teaching me. That uh, one case where there is enough flesh on it, one case there's not enough flesh on it. Period. Two dots. We're now right smack dab in the middle of Daf 
Nundalit Amar Aleph, and now we're going to enter a new sugya by going back to the Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah. Umaza Bishlishi Ubashvi'i Saiser. If if the Nazir becomes Tame, so the he's gonna have uh, sprinkling done like anybody who's Tame Mace on day three and day seven. Alright. They asked the question, searching for information. This that we say, that the Nazir can only recount his days from when he becomes Tome, from when he becomes Tahar, is it talking about the seventh day is the first day of his recounting? Which means he has to wait, uh, I'm sorry, is it referring to the seventh day that he's going to go in the mikvah, yeah, once you have Herev Shemesh, means you mamish need sundown as well, Umani, and who would be of that opinion, Rebbe Eliezer he, and who would be following Shitas, Rebbe Eliezer, who holds that the Nazir could already restart his counting once he went to the mikvah and has been sprinkled, Oh, um, or is referring to the eighth day? What does it mean until it becomes tar? Until he brings his carbonis, umani rabbanon, and this is going to be the opinion of the rabbanon. Okay, so this was the machlekes uh, that we had way earlier in the mesechta, much earlier on dafir ches. And the Chachamim as to when the Nazir is able to get back into his Nazir count. He now became Tomei, he has to restart his Nazir count. Does he recount, start his new count on day seven, or is he starting his new count on day eight of his purification process? That is the Shaila to which the Gemara responds with a Raya. Tashma, come and listen. Since we said at the end of the Mishnah, he could immediately count. High ratio, my high ratio. So in the beginning of the Mishnah, my Achayitar. What does it mean until he becomes tar? Achayavi Karbanaisav. It means until he brings his Karbanis. So money Rabbanon he the Amri Nazirus the Tara Ad Shmini Loichal. It's following the opinion of the Chachamim, who say that in order for the Nazir to restart counting, he has to enter the day of his Karbanis, which means. Bottom line, the Gemara is paskening, you have a Nazir that became Tomei, and he lost his counting days in the Zeros. He now wants to restart. On what day is he restarting? He restarts on day number eight, the day that he is allowed to bring his Karbanos. That is when he is, that's going to be the first day of, of uh, his new Nazirus count. Okay, Gavaldic, period, very straightforward, end of that Gemara. We now get to the next mission. When does a Nazir enter Tumma Protocol? We learned Tommy Mace. Tommy Mace, he enters Tommy Protocol. What happens if he becomes Tommy through touching a Zav? No. So here we go. Says the Mishnah. Avol, but Haschochois Vahafrois. Ubeis hapras ve'eretz ha'amim v'hagoylo v'doyfeik u'revias dam v'oyel v'royva atzomais v'kelim hanoigim v'meis u'bimei sifroi u'bimei gomroi al elu ein hanozir megaleach he is not going to shave u'maza b'shlishi u'b'shvi 
but he's still going to have to be sprinkled. Okay, all these cases are cases of Tomei Mace, but they hit the Nazir in more lenient ways. And let's explain each way. Let's go back. Schachais and Perois. Let's say the Nazir became Tomei through ledges, overhangs that he was next to. We'll get into this in Amr Bey. He's going to explain the exact situation. Where there was Tuma by the overhang, by this ledge. We'll see the exact story in the Gemara. Bez Hashem. Gemara will explain exactly what this case is. But he became Tomei through an overhang. Or he became Tomei through a Besapras. What's a Besapras? A Besapras is a field that you, we know there was a grave there at some point. We don't know where that grave is anymore. The Rabbanans say we need to be machmir on such a case and um, assume that perhaps if that field was ever plowed over, the plow moved bones around. And they said that a hundred amas around that field, you have to be machmir and assume that you are tummy. Okay? You have to assume that you are tummy. Now, the, the tumma is going to be a derabonon dikatoma. And this is the tumma called the besapras. When you have... When you have a, 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 a tumma that's there, out Suffolk, Suffolk, we're not sure. The Eretz and also Eretz the Chachamim were geyser, any land outside Eretz Yisrael. So they can't be trusted. We find this nowadays. There's places in Europe, they're trying to build malls over Jewish cemeteries and they build roads and this. So the Chachamim were geyser outside Eretz Yisrael. There's an automatic tumma. If you walk outside Eretz Yisrael, there's like an automatic tumas mace, midra so if somebody went into Syria from Eretz Yisrael, they're now going to become Tomei as far as Eretz Am. Now it's, it's an element of Tomas Mace, because the concern here is maybe there's a mace. Okay? So as, we're, as we saw already in the Halacha, however, of the Mishnah, is that he's not going to shave his head, but he will go through a Tara process. And we'll, we'll explain exactly what all this is. Let's keep going in the cases. The case of Gailal and Daifik, which is um, a stone that is laid on top of the coffin, but it's not the coffin itself. And you have a, or you have a Raviyazdam. All right. Um, the Chiddush uh, over here is going to be that we're, we're not going to make you shave, according to the Tanakama, at least. We're not going to make you shave but you are going to have to go through the sprinkling process. Now, previously we had a, and we're going to, it's going to come up again, but it's a machoikas about how uh, uh, how much blood you need for a nazir to become tummy. Is it a revias dam or two revias? Or is it a half a kav? Armour saying a revias of dam, you're not going to shave, he's not going to enter shaving protocol, he will enter sprinkling protocol. Or if he becomes tummy tumas oil, with a quarter kav of bones that's ground up without a specific barley size, the kalim hanoigim b'meis, or you have vessels that became tamei meis, or or ubimei sifra b'mei gumarai, or he became tamei while he was a mitzayra, either as he's waiting to be paskined as a mitzayra or confirmed that he's a mitzayra. So in all these cases, al elu ein hanazim b'galayach again. In all these cases. He's not going to shave, even though it has to do with Tomei Mace. 
However, he will have to do the sprinkling on day number three and day number seven with the paraduma. Now, this seems like we're kind of dancing at two chastas, yeah? We're kind of giving him some uh, elements of tuma and not other elements of tuma. Top of Amud Beis, let's keep going in the halachas. He's also, even though he's, he's going to be sprinkled, he's not going to lose out, the Nazir is not going to lose out on days that he already kept before getting this type of Tumah. Meaning, what are you going to do? You're going to, become, you're going to be sprinkled on day three and day seven, and then, what, let's say you're a hundred day Nazir, You'll, you're not going to shave, you became Tumah on day 80, you'll pause your Nazirus, get go through the process seven days, and then when you're done, you'll pick up on day 81. So in other words, your Nazirus gets paused as opposed to lost. And he could already start recounting, get back into his counting right away. Right away, as soon as his Tumah is up. The carbon ain't light. And get ready for this. He doesn't even need to bring the carbonus of a Nazir Tameh. He, the, the, the type of Tumah that he became does not enter the Nazir Tameh carbon protocol. The MS Amru, and the truth is that, uh, that they taught us, we, we were taught originally, not only really shouldn't, doesn't it ruin, he doesn't really even need to pause his Nazirus. It could even count towards the days of Nazir itself. So let's say you have a Nazir who's Tahar and he becomes a Zav on day 20. It's fine. So you're, you're a Nazir who's Tameh Zav and you just keep going. That's the Misa, the, the truth of the matter, says the Mishnah. You don't, you don't even need to really pause your counting. All right, so some very interesting halakhas. The Mishnah, again, in the ratio of the Mishnah, we had a number of cases where he became Tameh not with direct touch of a, of a, a, a mace, but he became Tameh in various ways through mace, most of them Midrabonon. And then the Mishnah says that um, if he becomes, uh, in all these cases, he's not going to shave, but he will become, uh, he will need to go through the sprinkling process. He also doesn't need to bring Karbanis as a Nazir Tameh. And um, the truth is, originally, they not only wouldn't they, not only doesn't it lose days, these days of Tsaras and Zav, can, not Tsaras, I think Zav, just Zav. Yeah, the days of, yeah, no, both. Uh, both Hazava, uh, Hazava, and Vimei Heskei Risham either way, would, should really count for him. Okay. Zok de Gemara, four lines on the top of Nun Dalit Amad Beis. Ve'elu hein has What is the case of this Nazir who became Tomei by going under this ledge? Elon HaMesif Al Ha'aretz. We're dealing with a tree that the branches go over and uh, the branches spread out. Or you have stones that are sticking out from a wall. Okay? So in other words, if you have a tumma that's underneath the tree, or you have tumma that's underneath one of these ledges that are sticking out, um, and a nazir walks underneath that same, you know, um, we don't know exactly, but he walks underneath a wall that has these ledges. But we don't know for sure if he was under the same spot that the Tumah was. He walked. He never stopped. He was, he, was, he was walking by. 
he never uh, he, he never stops. So the halacha is that midrabanon we're going to be machmir on him, but that's it. Just midrabanon. Therefore, he's not going to uh, he's not going to lose out on his counting. Okay. We also said if he becomes tamei through eretz ha'amim, if he becomes tamei through the uh, being outside the land of eretz yisrael, it says the gemara ibaylahu. Thank you. Ibaylahu. They ask the question, searching for information. Eretz ha'amim. Mishum avira gazru alei, aidoma mishum gusha gazru alei. This decree about Eretz Ha'amim, do you only become Tameh through walking on the land of Chutz Ha'aretz, or is it even the airspace that you become, uh, that you become Tameh to? Now let's think about what the Shaila is. Why were they geyser on Eretz Ha'amim for Tomas Meis? Because we don't know where Meisim are buried. They're not keeping track exactly where all the cemeteries are. Now, if... You have Mason that are really buried in these places. The Tuma would continue all the way up if there's no oil on top of it. It should it should keep extending. So the Gemara is asking, uh, you know, the Gemara is asking, how were the Rabbanon misaking the Tuma? Because we don't know. You say Chazaka, there's no Tuma. But this is a Takana de Rabbanon. So the Shaila really is: is how were, how the Rabbanon make their Takana? All right. Bottom line, Nafkamina. Afkamina is going to be, if I go into the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a jetpack uh, flying, uh, flying over an area of Chutzlaretz. I'm in a parachute, and I didn't actually land in Chutzlaretz, but I started out on top of Chutzlaretz, and then I manipulated my way to land in Eretz Yisrael. Jumped out of an airplane in Chutzlaretz, and I landed in Eretz Yisrael. So am I Toma, am I Toma or not? So that's the Shaila. Toshma. Come and listen. We learned in our Mishnah, Umaza Bishlishi Ubishvi, the Nazir that became Tomei from the land outside Eretz Yisrael is going to be sprinkled on day three and day seven. Vi Amrit Mishumavira. And if you're going to say that the Nazir becomes Tomei even on the Avir, even on the air, Hazo'a Lamali, why are we sprinkling him? Okay? Why are we sprinkling him means that. The, you, you sprinkle somebody who touched a mace, carried a mace. If the Rabbana made a tumma on air, if they made a tumma on air, it, they're not going to go so far to tell me to use up the ashes, the, the, the mixture of the para aduma. It, you, you for sure didn't touch a mace. Even if you're an Eretz Yisrael, you didn't touch a mace. We're not going to sprinkle you. It must be we're sprinkling this guy because he touched the land of Eretz Yisrael. And because the land that you touched may have had a body there, it may have had a grave. So now the Tumah is not this new Tumah that the Rabbanon created. If it's an airspace Tumah, so it's a new Tumah that Rabbanon created. We're not going to use the Paradum on you. But if it, the issue is Mamish, the earth, it could be Tommy Mace. So you have a Raya, you see from here, that they're sprinkling, it's got to be that you touch. Maybe they made a decree, Toma, even on the airspace. However, where do we say sprinkle on day three and day seven? It's the other cases. But in the Gemara is saying that if you become Tommy through the airspace, you will be Tommy, but everybody's going to agree. Airspace Toma ain't no sprinkling. And Hachanami Mustafa, this makes sense. Because the Mishnah says, Vikalim also if he touches vessels that touch the body. You don't sprinkle vessels. Not you don't sprinkle vessels. I'm sorry. 
by touching a vessel, you don't get sprinkled with the ashes of the paraduma. You don't get sprinkled with that. We don't sprinkle you with the mechatos. You have a regular purification process. It must be that when we say sprinkling on day three and day seven, it's not necessarily going on every case that's listed in the Mishnah. Meaning the same way the case of the Kalim, where we're talking about Tumah, is not necessarily, we, we know is not sprinkling. So too by airspace, you don't have a, uh, we don't have a specific Raya. Okay, period. We're going to hold it here. Perfect spot at the end of the Daf. Tomorrow, the Gemara is going to continue on. Majority of Amar Aleph. It's not a long Daf tomorrow either. But uh, until the two dots, the focus is going to be trying to explain, trying to explain and understand the Tumah of Eretz Ha'amim. This that the Chum established the Tumah for just the land of being outside Eretz Yisrael. How was that decreed? What are the you know? What, uh, how do we handle it? What are the uh, what are the parameters that they were misakin? So that's going to be um, the uh, the main focus, Bez Hashem, of Nun Hayamad Aleph, wrapping up this, uh, wrapping up the sugya, but hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Agit Avach, Tafyami tomorrow, Bez Hashem, 9.30 a.m.